Welcome to the MetPro Method Podcast. I am your host, Crystal O'Keefe. Today, I'm joined by MetPro coach Jackie Wise, and we're going to be discussing hurdles to your fitness goals that are specific to summer and how to overcome them. Jackie, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Crystal. Really happy to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you here. I've talked to several people lately, are my clients, and a lot of things have been coming up that are specific to summer. For example, there's some things that are unique about summer. What kind of examples come to your mind that can create hurdles to your fitness goals? Yeah, so I'm getting this a lot with my clients too. You know, summer is officially kicked off and the summer activities are in full force. So that means kids are home from school, you got more vacations you're going on, maybe some more like parties and holidays, cookouts, things like that. So all these things, you know, that's, you know, we have them every once in a while in the other seasons of the year, but summer just really like hits you full force. And it's like, seems like every weekend there's something. And when you're trying to stay healthy and follow a nutrition plan, you know, those can be some big hurdles to get through and learn how to navigate and stay on track during those. So Jackie, with all of these hurdles that we just talked about, how can people continue to stay committed and on track to their fitness goals and their diet that they're focused on? Yeah, so summer is particularly difficult, like we we're talking about. It's a lot of you know hurdles to go through. Your regular daily routine is interrupted with the kids home, activities, vacations, all of that. And so those weekends of hanging out at home and are far and few between during the summertime. So, which makes it a lot harder to, you know, carve out that precious meal prep, which can allows you to be the most successful during, you know, regular weeks during the year and whatnot. So like during the summertime, that's more interrupted. So first off, you know, communication and setting realistic expectations is huge. Make sure to talk with your coach and set realistic goals and expectations for those activities, vacations, even if it's just a week and a wait. Um, this is especially, you know, if you're working with us with our concierge service, you know, that's what your coach is there to help you with is to navigate those types of situations. This allows us to, you know, work together to create a strategy that best work for you. Now, does it mean that you have to be 100% on plan and have to track away everything while you're trying to enjoy your vacation in the Caymans <laughs> with your family? No, we're all human. We all want to enjoy the greater things in life. And we are just here to allow, give you those tools to be able to navigate those situations the best that you can. Okay, that's helpful. But how do you enjoy treats maybe with your kids or your friends, but not go overboard? How can you keep find that balance? Yeah, so balance is key. So one of the things that I talk to my clients about is one, moderation and overall consistency in not only your day-to-day, week-to-week, but month over month, you're looking at the bigger picture in the grand scheme of things of those treats and fun activities that you're enjoying with your friends, family, children. So even if you end up having an off-plan meal or day, getting right back on track with your nutrition and exercise plan will minimize impact versus letting those things snowball into multiple days of not great eating. You, okay. know, you probably won't feel that great either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, the food hangover, no fun. It's no hangover, fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if I'm hearing you correctly, it's enjoy them, don't stress about them, get back to the plan. Exactly. And you can make, you know, those treats healthy 
and fun too, that both you and your kids and friends enjoy. You know, think of homemade popsicles that are made with flavored electrolytes. It's just water and electrolyte tablets and it makes a tasty treat and has like zero impact on your daily calorie input. So that is a great option to have in your reserve, you know, skip the otter pops that have a roll of sugar and make your own. You can always try refreshing smoothies for a snack could be some good options and all these types of things you can find as a resource on our MetPro website on the recipes, MetPro Academy, great place and a great resource to find lots of good ideas there. That is true. Angelo gave me one the other day, strawberries with Truvia. And I have been, I have been enjoying that a lot lately. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) And to circle back around too, you know, you don't have to, don't deprive yourself of having those fun treats either. You really want that cookie, have a bite, share it, and then move on. You know, it's not going to you know, your mental health is important too. And sometimes people feel like they need to be super strict or really totally eliminate those types of food in their diet. And that could be a recipe for issues in the future where you will end up, you know, you're like, you haven't had it for so long. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, there's some in front of me. And now I'm just going to eat the whole like bag of chips or the whole, you know, sleeve of cookies that, you know, if you had just incorporated that a little bit here and there with moderation, then you get to enjoy it, not feel guilty and move on. As long as you continue like circling back around, continue to stay the rest of your meals on track for the day. That allows you to not overcompensate later on by going into a a meal or, or whatnot hungry. So keep up with your snacks, enjoy the little treat here and there, but don't feel like you need to compensate by eating less later on or even doing extra cardio. Oh, you brought up a good point. So so let's say I indulge, I have a cookie and I have it like in the middle of the day. What would I do for my snacks and dinner the rest of the day or whatever meals I haven't hit yet? Should I continue to do those on target or should I try to compensate for that in some way? What should I do? Yeah. So that is a great question. The last thing we want you to do is try to limit or compensate for that food, that treat you have with your future meals or snacks move on, eat the rest of your meal plan for the rest of the day on plan and just hit it hard with your regular workout routine. Don't feel like you have to overcompensate. That's just going to be a recipe to get you into that back to that yo-yo mentality of like of eating what you want and then outworking it because ultimately you're not going to be able to outwork a bad diet. So as long as you're keeping up with those healthy habits, that is the key. And you know, the reason why we tell our clients this is that, you know, as long as you're keeping up with your snacks, I know a lot of the coaches on here always tell about this, always like, you know, hype up the snacks because they're like not, they're not some magical thing. They're there because, and we emphasize them. So one, you are consistent with getting it in, but by having a small mid-morning, mid-afternoon snack, it allows you to go into your main meals, not as hungry and not overindulging. So it keeps that blood sugar stable throughout the whole day, the energy level stable. And that's the ultimate goal to, to minimizing the afternoon slump and keeping you on track for the whole day. Oh, those are good points. Now, if you're going to do something, maybe you know you're going on vacation, you know, or you're maybe you have a big holiday coming up, a celebration with friends and family, you know you're going to go off track. Is there a way you can plan around it? Like, is there anything you should do to really systematically say, I'm going to treat myself in this way, I'm going to treat myself in this way, but I'm going to not do this other thing? Are there tips for that? Yeah. So being realistic about 
what you want that trip to look like is really important. Be honest with yourself and deep down know that, am I going to be able to stay on track with my nutrition during this upcoming trip? Let's, for example, it's a full week going on a trip with your family and you're staying at a, let's give an example of a hotel where ideally, you know, tips for going into those types of things. So that actually brings up a good point of the types of places you're staying at. So, you know, you could go a lot of different ways. People enjoy different types of vacations. You like the amenities of a hotel versus Airbnbs and things like that. But also it's good to keep in mind of what um, things are there for to help you with your food. You can look at the different levels of accessibility. You have everything from a really simple hotel that just has maybe like a microwave and a mini fridge, which you can totally make work. And they have a coffee maker in there. Great. And then step up from that is a hotel with a wet bar, a sink. And uh, maybe like a bigger fridge, then you get up to timeshares where they have full kitchen access or you even stand at Airbnb. So you have that full kitchen, you know, all things like that to consider when you're planning your trip too. it tends to be a lot more cost effective in the long run to stay at a place where it has more of those amenities where you're able to bring snacks for the family, bring lunch, um, go shopping, get lunch items. You know, it minimizes those meals that you have to meet, eat out and potentially spend a lot more money. Now, of course, it goes back to what you want your vacation to look like. Some people, you know, they're like, hey, I don't want to cook anything. I just want to enjoy my time. I don't have to worry about food or like go grocery shopping or make that for the family. I just want to be able to find a restaurant family eat and enjoy our time together. So evaluating those points and what is important to you with that trip is going to be super important. And then even if at the bare minimum, you are wanting to just eat out for your meals, we have strategies in place to go into those, making the most healthy choices possible, navigating those menus and be able to make those choices to help you stay on plan. But then even if that is your the route you're going to go towards, making sure you're still packing and bringing those snacks that are your staple items. You got your protein bars, nuts, cheeses, yogurts, things like that, rice cakes to help keep you able to get those in. Because when you're on vacation and going back to the activity, those are the first things to go out the window and forget about because you get busy. You know, it's easy to forget about those. And all of a sudden lunch rolls around. You're like, oh gosh, I am hungry. And I am just want the first food that we're going to come across. And you're most likely going to end up overeating at that meal, which is the last thing we want you to do. We want you to feel good throughout the day and not be able to stress too much about what you're going to be eating next. Yeah. And I think out of all the things you said, you gave a lot of great tips. But one that that I I am guilty of is not being honest with myself. I always think I'm going to work out every day on this vacation. And I never do. I never not to say I'm not active. But in my head, it's always going to be I'm going to go to the gym every morning. And then by the second day of the vacation, that's gone out the window. And part of it is because sometimes I eat things I shouldn't. And then I don't feel good when I wake up the next morning and I have no interest in working out. So that is something I continually try to work on. <laughs> it's very twofold. And I love that, you know, that start forward of setting expectations because you don't, you want to set yourself up for success. You know, you don't want to have such high expectations that you're immediately going to fail because that never feels good to no. not be able to stick to what your game plan and what you are wanting to do. So be realistic. If that means, hey, if I get in at least two days of dedicated exercise during my week long vacation, then 
that is my goal. And if I do more than that, great. But then every other day, just still continue to be active, go on, do activities that are going to keep you moving, keep your body moving and things that are fun to do with the whole family, you know, go on walks, go on hikes, go kayak, things like that, go explore landmarks and things and that sort of stuff. All that will is more likely than not, you're being a lot more active than you would be if you were home working on your day to day. Most likely you have a desk job and are just sitting there all day. So, but you know, when people go on vacation, they're usually a lot more active than they normally are. So yeah, that, <laughs> don't that feel is... like you have to like set aside and dedicate, hey, I need to do my actual set aside workouts every single day. I'm I'm here. That's totally true. When I go to Disney World, I always I like to see how many steps I take because I can often hit 18, 20,000 steps in a day. It's crazy. I never mm-hmm. hit that much at home. I'll put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you bring it up because Florida and Disney World is hot. Yes. And, and it's so important to stay hydrated and drink your water, which is so easy to forget. So that is another big tip for any time of day. Anything that you're doing is to take a reusable water bottle with you and fill it up. Bring a big one and just have it on you, on your person throughout the day, no matter where you are, or what you're doing, because it's so easy to get dehydrated and so many repercussions that come from that with water retention the days leading after that and all sorts of things that have a negative impact on your body and just, you know, your energy and how you're feeling too. So that's super important as well. Absolutely. Great reminder. Now, that was all about vacation. But what about like, you're not going on vacation, but your kids are home, because that totally changes the game. Like when they're in school, they have no like immediate needs during the day. But if they're home during the day, especially if you're a person who works from home, oh my goodness, they need everything. And they don't, they can't, it's like they can't even find their socks without assistance. And it's so, like it takes so much more of your brain power than you expect. What do you do about that? Yeah, for sure. So having a kid's home is tough. There's no way around it. And this is where those habits and routines really come into play. Because when you have pre-established habits set up and you have your non-negotiables, then you're able to better prioritize them in your day-to-day. Because it's so easy to get busy. You know, Kids have all these things that they have they're doing during the summertime camps, and you just have to keep them busy too and, and doing something. Otherwise, they're just going to destroy the house. So involving them in your routine is a good tip that I would give folks, you know, involve them in your food prep, involve them in your workouts and being active, make that routine mesh with them. So then you're one spending quality time with them, but also getting what you need to get done as well. And then another tip I would say is instead of a once a week food prep day, I would switch to two days a week. And I would recommend Sundays and Thursdays being those. That Thursday meal prep is a game changer during the summer and when the kids are busy because weekends can be wild and unpredictable <laughs> and lots of <laughs> yes. and lots of you know to-dos on the list that you have to get done. So having the some simple grab-and-go snacks and food prepared for that weekend in particular is so big. It's one thing that I'm working with a lot of my clients on is establishing that secondary food prep day to get them through the weekend because it's so easy to get so busy that you forget to eat. You're like, oh, I didn't 
you know, I ran out of food is a huge one. And, you know, <laughs> I need to go grocery shopping, those sort of things. So if having that snack in between that you brought with you in between those, your kids' soccer games is big and it allows you to skip that drive through too, at least for you, you know, at least you have some food that you know that you like and can bring with you. And then, you know, if family wants to go through that drive through in between errands and great, you know, you have your stuff that you like, or even, you know, work with your coach to find something at those staple restaurants that you can enjoy too on those weekends. That's a great idea. And to accomplish that for myself, Instacart is a must do. (laughs) Yes, yes. Instacart, food grocery delivery, or even looking into some meal prep companies that pre-make your food and ship it to you. You know, a lot of them have their like signature dishes that are pre-portioned out with the different items. But you can also, a lot of them just buy the different food in bulk. So like protein by the pound, carbs by the pounds, and then be able to just mix and match, you know, and fill in the gaps where you didn't food prep yourself. So that can be a real lifesaver as well. Yes. Excellent. Excellent points. So what about if you're invited to a lot of parties? Now, how do you handle that? Like, should you just skip them? Is there a way to enjoy without going overboard? I mean, some people, you know, they get invited to things two and three a week. I mean, that just seems like it's really tough to balance. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a, I have a number of clients who are very social bugs. They are invited to a lot. They go to a lot of social events and there's a lot asked of them. And so it's really important to have some good strategies going into that for the long to for the long run. Keep in mind that your mental well-being is important. If too many social activities and parties are causing you more stress, then consider prioritizing the ones that are most important to you and saying no to the invite to others, you know, don't feel guilty about making sure you're taking care of yourself and filling up your cup too. Because as we're getting out and getting more social, that can be really stressful and and cause anxiety as well. So that's something to first and foremost, keep in mind. And it's okay to say no to parties and events. <laughs> so, you know, you know, the demographic of people you're being invited to. So, you know, how that will translate, but also practicing self-control is a great tool to learn as well. You can't get better unless you put yourself in those situations. So a good tip for parties is to pick which ones you want to indulge in, the ones that you're most looking forward to. If you have an itinerary for a couple of weeks, you're like, okay, I have all these different events I'm invited to. Here's what my month is looking like. Okay, which ones am I most looking forward to? I'm really enjoying the food spread at this one, or I really want to enjoy having a drink with friends at this one. And so really picking which ones those types of situations are going to happen at and then which ones that you're able to better best stay on plan with and not indulge in the treats or alcohol and make that your goal going into that lineup of parties and activities because moderation is key we've been talking moderation this whole time with all these summer activities so consider trying the one bite rule when you are wanting to have a small piece of those different foods that you really enjoy that maybe not like not so good for you maybe like you know the, the mashed potatoes potatoes or like the key lime pie or things like that, right? Where it's like, ah, you know, no foods are necessarily bad. They're just not going to, they're either going to move your, the needle forward for towards your progress or you're not going to be moving on the needle forward. So I love the one bite rule and give that 
suggestion to a lot of my clients because it allows them to enjoy those foods that they like, but also not to overindulge in them and have a little bit of each thing. So they feel like they're participating and satisfied with the types of foods they're at at the party. And then, you know, make those snacks again a non-negotiable when you do plan to indulge a bit. I think that is all of those are such great tips. And I really like, especially how you talked about that you you can kind of pick and choose which is most important. I feel like that's something that's been an ongoing battle with myself is I used to be such in the mindset that like a night out, like whether it was on a date night or whether it was going to a party, that it's like no rules. I can have whatever I want. I can do whatever I want. And and that's the only way I'll have fun. Like that was something that was structured in my head, you know, and especially as a person who is shy, I definitely used alcohol to get past that shyness. And so I've had to rewrite that script and really focus on being in the moment with the people I'm with. And not to say I can't have a treat, not to say I shouldn't have a treat, but but to think about it differently going in. And, and I really like how you focused on that because sometimes when we do things the same for years and years and years, we don't even realize that there's another way to do it. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's important. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you brought up the alcohol part because we're not going to get into the nitty gritty of that because that's a whole other topic in <laughs> itself. And, you know, great thing is we have a podcast on it. We, we do. Actually, you know, <laughs> go check it out. It's navigating a party without blowing your nutritional goals. So I highly suggest going and checking that out as well in tandem with, you know, this podcast to give you the best tools you can to navigate this summer. Yeah, that's excellent point, Jackie. Is there anything else we should share with people about the summers? Or are there any topics we didn't hit, any points we didn't hit that we should make sure people know? Yeah, so overall, just, you know, umbrella thoughts for the summertime is one, setting real expectations, giving yourself grace, and also challenging yourself to not fall back into your old habits of self-sabotaging because even though your your calendar may be packed with activities and social events and, and vacations, doesn't mean you can't continue to prioritize your health and well-being and be able to continue to make progress towards your goals. So that's my huge takeaway for you guys. That's excellent. Jackie, thank you so much for your time today. Listeners, that's all for this week. Uh, You can find all of the MetPro Method episodes anywhere you get podcasts, or you can go to metpro.co slash podcast. Please be sure to follow the show and rate and review. That lets other people know what they can expect from the show. And you can learn more about MetPro at metpro.co. I'm your host, Crystal O'Keefe, and I will be back next week. Until then, remember, consistency is key.